Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Valley Transportation. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransinc.com for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. This podcast is also brought to you by AgDirect. No matter how you buy your ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving iron. Hello and welcome to Throwback Iron Podcast number two. This podcast is sponsored by Axon Tire, helping dealers move my iron for the past 100 years. For more information, go to axontire.com. Forgive Aaron, folks. He's only been on this podcast twice, so doing all right, buddy. Keep, don't worry about it. Axon Tire would like to give the loyal listeners of the Moving Iron Podcast a free, free, not my free, name, free, no doll hairs. But mouse pad that gives you a resource to let you do the metric conversions between tires and and whatnot. Awesome. So, so you can take a look at, hey, you know what? I got a five twenty. I want to go do a whatever. You know, twenty point eight. Get some of that. So if you want one of those tire, one of those uh, mouse pad tire resources, go to axontiretips.com and there are some amazing case studies in there. So if you're really looking at what your tires are going to be doing for you and what the whole gambit of that looks like. Read those, read those blog posts, read those case studies, because you're going to find some really cool stuff about compaction, especially going on there about that. So check that out. Go to axontiretips.com, fill out the uh, form at the bottom, and they'll send you not one, but two. 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 Dose. That's right, dose. Good job. Dose. Bilingual. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> this guy. They'll, send, they'll send you one, two of those, and... Uh, in the mail there. So just give me your information, tell them Moving Iron Podcast sent you, and uh, you go from there. Right on. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. And the cool thing about that it's the first time in 33 years diesel's been more than the truck that's right so this is if exciting. you fill the truck i don't care if it's a brand new pete you fill the truck yeah sorry it's exciting yeah it's good news but on that flip side of that no matter how you want to buy your ag equipment whether it's from a dealer an auction or a private party right on ag direct can help you finance that you can even apply online at agdirect.com learn my, more about your financing options at agdirect.com fantastic this segment is brought to you by TractorZoom. With access to over $20 billion worth of heavy machinery sales data, TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent, heavy equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. You know, you know what I think about TractorZoom? What's that? 
Out they there. drive really fast tractors. They do drive the good thing zoom. You know, they uh, they yeah. just commute in JCBs. They only they only buy the 50k <laughs> transmissions. That's all they get. There you <laughs> go. But the cool thing about them is I, I they're like that. They're like the new kid in the block that showed up that is, that's actually moving the dial. Right. You know I mean, they're like the uh, it's like when Peyton Manning showed up to the Colts. Ooh yeah. You know what I mean? Or somebody. we're not really going anywhere, but we got this kid from Tennessee, whatever. And next thing you know, boom. You got something like that. That's what I think of Tractor Zoom. Tractor Zoom to me is one of the, the the premier places to go look and see what's happening in the place because it's 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 totally different. It's nothing like you're going to see in the marketplace. So check them out. Correct. It's it's nothing. It's nothing like you're going to see anywhere else. And the data that you get is just data. That's all it is. It's yep. not washed or whitewashed or strained or anything else. It's all data, and it's just perfect. So check them out. Now, to that point, real quick, since you mentioned the sheriff. The sheriff? What? Peyton's the sheriff. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, his yeah, nickname. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's not lose sight of the more important task he did, which is turn around one of the proudest franchises in NFL football, who he also retired into the Hall of Fame under. Right. Blanco, Blanco. Oh, you're talking Arrowhead West. I'm oh, oh damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I'm tracking. That makes sense. I remember that. Remember Used that. to be. In Russ, we trust. Uh, yeah, well, we'll I just started that. Hashtag, hashtag trademark. Hashtag. There you go. There you go. Hashtag that. In Russ, we trust. All right. So what are we doing today, Aaron? Well, this is a uh, this is a second go for this. We like to do these episodes about three years apart. Three years. Yeah, <laughs> roughly. Roughly three years apart. The yeah. problem is this, ladies and gentlemen. I am not a host. I'm just the color guy. I'm a co-host. I don't. I can't. I can't lead. I can just be the jackass. So yeah, it's a little. It's a little tough for me. If what if was I that? if I was to like dial in, it'd be like washout cycle. Only like 1973 manure spreaders. Right. What what was what was Champ's last name on Bailey? Champ Bailey. Yep. You're the Champ Bailey of this. Of this whole this whole thing, you know, you're gonna yell whammy every once in a while. Oh no 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 no, that's Champ Kind <laughs> on Anger Man. I watched that at lunch whammy. today. Whammy, whammy. <laughs> Is that a bat? No, they call that Chicken of the Cave. <laughs> at least you didn't say I was brick. I'd like to invite you to the party in my pants. <laughs> I would. I'd like to think I'm an even mix of Champ Kind and Brian Fantana. There you go. At least, yeah. You know, because sixty percent of the time works every time. Yeah. You know, well, exactly. you know that's how it is. Exactly. Right. Well, on this edition episode, if I like you will, that. I will. And on I this will. edition, yeah, and I will. of the uh, Throwback Iron Podcast. We had this idea, and it came to Casey, of course. That's why we're doing it. To uh, came to me in a dream. Back in, <laughs> it, it kind of did. You're probably at work, staring at your computer, <laughs> be like, "Oh, I got it." Um, we had this idea, you know, back in the day, being teen boys, we're the damn near the same age, year apart, and we uh, tinkering on pickups, you know. Shop, spending time in the shop like teen boys do, you know. I wish mine did a little more, but just kidding, guys. But uh, 
that's something we all do. You know, it, it, it's that it's that rite of passage. Exactly. And this last weekend, I actually had my personal twenty fifth year high school reunion. Go Dragons! Woo! So uh, we thought this would be a good secondary jumping off point. Mm-hmm. So Casey, my buddy, yep, buddy. old seventy three hey, in the house. Oh, buddy, yeah. Let's hear your first shop story because he he's the nerd, but he's also the way better renter than I am. I I can't. If, if I can change tires, we are cooking with gas, man. So growing up, I had you know, my uh, before my uh, before I was born. My dad was a he was, he worked for an auto auto garage someplace, you know, and, and uh, Shorty Gable that was his boss. That was Shorty Gable. Shorty Gable was uh, how come people don't have names like that no more? I, I don't know. Shorty. Shorty was the coolest guy on the planet, man. We. I tell you what, we would we would go to these shop things, and my dad worked for Shorty for I don't know five or six years, something like that, and I don't remember the exact time frame. But basically, my dad got out of high school, went to the community college, went through uh, auto mechanics class, and and went through uh, auto body and all that, you know, and went to work for a family friend in town had auto, auto had a garage and Shorty and, uh, Shorty Gable's garage, you know, and uh, his real name is Richard Gable, but. <clears throat> Everybody called him Shorty. Now, and, if you were going to build a shop, yeah. they a lot of low riders. Because if I'm if I'm going to take my lifted Chevy pickup to a garage, I don't want to go to Shorty Gable. It might get scratched on the roof. Well, I can tell you that Shorty Shorty's name was was not an ironic name. He wasn't like the six five guy they called Shorty. He was he's actually short. He was like five five, and he was Shorty. Those guys and, are good techs. They, they can reach everything. They are. And I remember my dad telling me stories about Shorty, and Shorty would, you know, he worked on all kinds of stuff, and, and Shorty would tell him stories about when he would, you know, he worked on an engine, and they pulled the piston out of this engine. It was big enough that he could get inside of the actual cylinder wall and work on whatever he was working on inside inside this thing, you know. And so my dad worked for him for a long time, whatever else, and then, you know, he had kids and moved on to the oil industry and whatever else, but... but you know, fast forward. You know, from the time I was, I was born in 1977, so I was uh, 15 years old in 19. Let's see, 87 plus five would get you what? 80, 93, right? So no, 92. 92, 92, 90. I got my first truck. I got an old beat up white Chevy pickup, two wheel drive. Uh, Chevy pickup. If you go back and listen, like a rock. If you go back and listen to Throwback Iron. 1.1. Dust know, it off. Dust it off. That's from a year ago. Go back and listen to that one. You hear all about that. But I get this truck, and um, the first experience that I got working on a, on a truck was um, I get this truck, take it over to, you know, grow, move back to El Dorado, Kansas. You know, we lived in Eureka, Kansas, moved back to El Dorado, Kansas. And um, I get this truck, and we take it to my grandpa's house. And my, my grandma, grandpa had a, had a big shop out, you know, next to their house. And put it in there and going through it. I don't remember what, what we were doing. My dad was doing whatever. And he's like, hey, Case, you want to you gotta do this. I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, I don't know how to pop out of here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break something, and you, know, you just keep doing what you're doing. He's like, okay, all right, cool, no problem. So, you know, fast forward a couple of years, and I'm, you know, 
I think I was 14 then, so it would have been like 91 or 92 or something like that. Fast forward to like isn't 19. It, isn't that funny? Yeah. Small town America. Yeah. Ain't nobody gets a car when you're 16. No. <laughs> that son of a bitch is half worn out, man. Yeah. I mean, I'd put 100,000 miles on it by the time I was 16. but And you know every route around town where sure. the cops aren't sitting. Exactly, yeah. The roads they don't watch. Yep, exactly. Hell yeah. And uh, so I get I get this truck and, and uh, you know, fast forward, you know, and I'm, the first time that I really get into wrenching on a vehicle was I was going someplace. Uh, don't remember where I was going or why I was going there, but the engine had had two pistons and two two uh, um, push rods or not push rods um, cylinder arms detached from from the crankshaft and knock a hole in the side of the engine. Oh damn! Right. So the uh, get it back, you know. I, I call my dad up and like, hey, my truck's not running. It's whatever, you know, he goes, yeah, that's weird. He goes, get underneath it and tell me what you see. And I go, well, there's oil everywhere. He's like, what? There's oil everywhere. He's like, yeah, I go, there's oil. There's all over the ground down here. He's like, I never, I never, I've only heard this noise one time. And it was like, <laughs> so, so, so we, we get it. And that's when I learned how to, uh, my dad gave me like a crash course on how to tow a vehicle with a tow rope. You know, Oh yeah. You, you're oh damn! One. You got to use a rope. Oh yeah. Shit! I'm still using chains. Yeah, this was. Uh, so you get the arm right. out the window. Slow, slow down. Slow he go, down. He goes. Here's the deal. He goes. You know these roads going back home, so you can. You're slowing me down. I'm not slowing you down because there's a rope between us. Right. right. You know. So he goes. He goes. When you see me hit my brakes, my I tap the brakes and the light comes on. You need to start slowing down. Like, cool. He goes. Do not jump on the brakes, no matter what. Pulling that thing back in, first stop sign. What it hits his brakes. What, what do I immediately do? Jump on, stamp on the oh, brake, snap the snap the rope. You know, just him <laughs> down. Like God damn it! You know, he's screaming, yelling. Comes walking back. You know, we get we get a piece, we get a piece back together. And what he had was, you know, oil field guy. So he's got a chain, right? And like we got this like three quarters of a rope, right? So we tie this chain, this rope to the chain and do this whole thing. Get him back in town. So I figured, you know, crash course, you know. Learn my learn my lesson there, and now I, I I figured out how to do it. Slowing him down, and everything else. We get him back into town, and uh, pull my truck in the garage. Out, out the uh, oh goodness! Out to, out to the shop out there at the uh, at my dad where my dad worked at. He had an old way back when you know there was a shop back there that he could that you'd, you'd keep like a, a couple different trucks in. But since then they they'd done away with that service, so there's just a big empty building and he had place in there. So. Get the truck put in there and go through the thing. And my next experience was going to a salvage yard and finding finding an engine. So that was my that was my initial that was my very first shop story of sorts where you know we tore the whole engine down, took it all apart, new heads. What did we use the same use the same heads? But we rebuilt the heads, put new springs and lifters and all that stuff in it, and and new you know got the got the crank down to the machine shop and they they got everything honed back up and balanced and everything else and we got everything school, good to go and put it all back together and that was the uh, <laughs> the beginning of many <laughs> many 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 times where we, we worked on that truck and it was probably the coolest thing for me because I learned as, as weird as it sounds I learned a lot of um, you know problem solving type 
scenarios there. Like, oh yeah, if A's happening, then B is probably your answer. Right. Deal. So that that whole idea of, of of going through that 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 shop that thing, you know, and I, I still go back to that place every once in a while. But that still has the same place. We go back to the same place, and I look at that place, and I'm like, man, if that place could talk, you know, there's a lot of a lot of stories that come out of there. Oh, absolutely. Mine are not nearly or. I don't have like a good one. I just have lots of little ones that involve me not listening or dad not listening to me and one of us screwing something up. Yeah. My my first experience with the 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 problems of being a abnormal sized human, you know, in in a shop story. This is one of my favorite shop stories. So I had a 82 Chevy pickup with a 6.2 in it, 6.2 okay. diesel. Right on, okay. Hell yes, right on, mm-hmm. to the core. So I had this issue driving down the road, your glow plugs start going off. Well, your glow plug controller screws in at the back of the engine in the valley. Mm-hmm. You got to take the air filter and all that shit off to get to it. Because those, back in that day, you know, just had the old same air filter your pickup had right you know yep. same can on top of the engine well it was like this and i didn't know what the hell this meant back then but it was it's this little it's probably this tall and it's got real big you know hex sure. pattern on it yep screwed in by hand or you pipe dope it and then you screw it in by hand and then you wrench it snug and my dad is over there going, don't over-tighten that. It's just pot metal. I heard that a million times. You're going to break it. And I'm like, oh, from the guy who I've seen snap off all kinds of shit because... You know, the funny thing about that is don't over-tighten it. Okay. What what the hell does that mean? Right. I'm like, like, like what do you mean talking like a quarter? Like tight and then like a quarter turn? I mean, I have no idea what you're talking about. Right. What is don't over tighten? Well, it's just like why the hell would we need a torque wrench? Right. Exactly. What's that yeah. for? Yeah. I'm exactly. like, well, you're supposed to torque wheels and shit. He's like, you just as tight as you can and it. Uh. <laughs> yeah, add a little bit of that too. A little. Uh. My dad's favorite. My dad's favorite line was, "Now you understand that's a quarter inch. You're using a quarter inch on that. Don't." Because my thing was like, I just get a three eighths. Yeah. I use three eighths for everything. But I get the, I get the quarter inch adapter, so you get like the this really small stuff. And he'd be like, Why do you Why do you use the three eighths on that? I'm like, Why Why would I keep changing wrenches? I just right. Got one this one's wrench. warm. He goes. Now, he goes. Don't over tighten that. And I'm like, all the way around. You know, you rip the head off. And he'd be like, I told you not to over tighten. I'm like, What What the hell does that mean? Right. That's a relevant statement you're making to me, Father. Absolutely. Now, but she enjoyed that when I said that. The rest of the story. Now you ass kicked. <coughs> I snapped it off, right? Well, the beauty of it is, it screws into that valley. Mm-hmm. Well, that whole thing is solid, except for where the th- it, where the threads are. That part's hollow. Right. J- just why yeah. not? You yeah. know. So you snap it off, level with the top of the deal it screws into. Thank God. That thing has two bolts, and it comes out. So, mind you, this was... Because the rest of my stuff is just, like, stupid teenager shit. Like, I cut off my mufflers with a hacksaw. Right on. I cut off my running boards with a hacksaw. 
They didn't do that. Or with an L head grinder. Because okay. I got tired of sawing sideways. Mm-hmm. So I was like, piss on that. Just gone. Where's your running boards? I'm like, ah, they're muddy. I'm just tired. Son of a bitch. Can't take care of anything. Yep. Everything. Yep. Results. Everything in my life dates back to that. So, net wrap in my tractor because I can't take care of anything. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, the funny part of this story is those that follow me on social media know I like my toys and they got to be a certain way and that kind of shit, right? Tire geek, wheel geek, all that kind of shit. Familiar. (laughs) Familiar. Very. So, the tire guy in Hebron, next town over, and I were pretty tight. Because he'd be like, I'd be like, hmm, you know what I should do? Because I had like three sets of wheels, right? Right. Well, like, why, why wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. It's two-wheel drive pickup. You got to have your cool set. Yep. You got to have your, I'm just doing whatever set. And then you got to have your winners coming. Right. Sure. Or, yeah. or it's rained a lot back in that country. And so I was constantly buying these $10, like, 15% used tires, but they were white letter and they looked sure, cool, you know? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Throw some mutters on the back, be like, oh, damn. Yeah. Look yeah. at that. About to get serious. So he was also a diehard GM guy, and he happened to have a salvage 6.2 in the back of the building with that adapter in it. Ah. Uh. So founder. So what my dad thought was going to be this. Well, that'll teach him. I was like, I got this adapter for five bucks from Ralph, and he's like, son of a bitch. Yeah. Oh goodness. <clears throat> one of my favorite shops. I got two favorite shop stories. One was, of course, my dad grew up as you know he's a mechanic. Grew up you know, grew up working on stuff, wrenching on stuff, and you know, spent a lot of time doing a bunch of mechanic stuff and those kind of things so he could easily spot like oh i saw what you're doing here you know what i mean right <clears throat> so i got two stories one is first story is we're getting uh he he, he uh calls me and says hey get your truck ready to go because at the time i had a miss had a miss in it he goes we've tried to try the other stuff we're going to get <clears throat> we're going to do a couple different op- different tests i got test light we're going to you know we're going to to make sure it's you know top dead center and everything's working like it's supposed to, and then we're gonna just gonna you know we're gonna put a new a new set of, of, of spark plug wires on there. He goes so take it out of the shop, get the hood up and everything. You know I'll be out there in about thirty minutes. So I'm like, you know what, Dad, don't worry about it. Don't not worry about it. I'll make sure this thing's dialed in. Something like I'm like I'm thinking you know what, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna take I'm gonna get it out here and we're gonna put new spark plug wires on anyway. Let's take them all off. Did I off. did that one. Take them all off. My dad it gets out there and I'm like, he goes, I go, Dad, I did some prep work here. We're to go. Just let me know what we need to do next. And he goes, because I took, I took the spark plug out, spark plug wires off, took all the spark plugs out, put new spark plugs in. And he goes, uh, where's the, uh, where's the spark plug wires at? I go, I took them off. He goes, you, you took them off, huh? Okay. Uh, yeah, you don't do that. You take them off one at a time, <laughs> and you find the one that's the same length, and you and you and you do it that oh, way. Damn. So this is before Google, right? This is right. like 1992, right? You this know? is go to Napa yeah. and get a book. That's yeah. what I so had we to do. Went down. The, went down. We had a good friend. Dad had a good friend that worked down at the one of the auto parts store. Go down there. His name is Lance Lance Riley, if I remember right. I think it's his name. 
I don't remember for sure. But anyways, I said, no, his first name was Lance. And he would, uh, he, dad walks in and he goes, hey, I need a firing order for a 350 engine. You know, and he goes, I'm guessing it's like a 78 or 79 engine. Right. Goes, I need the firing order for that. And he gives it to me. He goes, they're all the same. You know, here you go. We go in there and he like, he doesn't give it to him. Like, doesn't give him a schematic. He like draws like, here's the disturbed cap. Like, here's the posts all the way around it. And he's like putting one, one, three, seven, two, you know, all the way around. And he dials it all in. And we get back in there and we were out there forever. And I'm like, I'm watching him do this. I'm like, dad, that's not... I'm looking at the diagram. He's like, you look at the diagram, you tell me where I need to put this one at. Because, you know, he's up underneath the hood, you know, whatever. And uh, he, he's looking at it, and I go, I go, hey, you need to put that. Okay, I go, so I was going like, okay, so front middle one, go three to the right. That's <laughs> what, you know. And I was doing that. I was doing that. Oh, my God. It took us, I mean, it took us, we were, we'd get off one or whatever, you know, and anything else. And, and uh, he goes, God love my dad. He would never get so like when we were working on now. When I when I was out doing stupid shit, he would come down on me like a ton of bricks. But whenever we we're working on something, he was the most patient person on the planet. Oh, that is. You know what I mean? He'd be like, "No." He goes, "Are you sure?" Three over. He go, "I'm going go look right here." See, he's like, "I can't, I can't see anything right now. You got to, <laughs> you got to tell me. Is it three over or is it two over?" You know. He, he would do this whole thing, so oh, we get it, finally get all dialed in. And I remember I I was that I would I would go out and bought my own set of tools. You know I spent I spent a whole summer working. And I spent like uh, now we're talking like ninety three money here. Where I spent I spent a thousand dollars on tools. Ninety three money. That's right? big shit, man. Yeah, that's I, deep I had, pockets, dude. I had top box, bottom box. That's a lot of cash. I'm going to tech school tomorrow. Type. That's death row records, yeah. man. Right there. Right. Right. So so we get we get this thing all all, all dialed in. Get the uh, distributor wrench out. You know, crack the and speed up and slow down, and that was another thing that I did. I was like, oh, before I do this, I'm going to go ahead and set the because uh, I knew what I was doing, right? So I, I cracked oh, the thing up goodness. and I'm like, because I remember we I watched my dad do this and he's like, okay, so if you take it to the right, you know, I can't remember right or left or what I don't remember what it was, but take it to the right, it speeds up the timing, engine speeds up, you know, you know, and then if you speak to the left, you know, and of course my dad had done it enough to where he could take it. And he could listen to the engine, and he right. could tell you, like, he could he'd be like, oh, 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 yeah, right there. And he'll tighten it in, and he'll get, he'll get the, the light out, and he might be off, you know, a 30-second or something like that, you know, and he could take it and just kind of twist it just a little bit or whatever way, but he was, like, real close. Like, oh, yeah, I got this. Second time I've ever done it. I'm dialed in. <laughs> Crack that yes. thing open. I, I take that distributor, and I, like, twist it. Just, my truck goes, blah, 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 just, pop, 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 just oh, damn. going crazy, and I'm like, Tell my dad, and he's like, "What'd you do?" I was like, "Why?" Well, you know, I, I, like you did. You were you like listening to it, trying to make. It. He goes, "I've done this a thousand times. You've done it twice." <laughs> he goes, "Don't oh, ever do this again," you know. And so I, he twists it back together and puts it together. But those kind of those kind of those those are some really fond memories. Oh yeah. yeah. You know what's funny about that? I didn't never I never owned a distributor for years. Really? Yeah. Because I had that diesel pickup. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like, when you guys, that's what I always comment on. Like, your mower's got problems. If it has a carburetor, I have no idea. Get it the hell out of here. Right, if you yeah. can't start it on carb cleaner and gas and keep it running, mm-hmm. punt. Yeah. Because I don't have the slightest idea. Now, I can do, like, diesel shit, 
above what I should be able to with zero education just right. from being around it all the time. So when you guys were, you know, were hot rodding up and down the street and that kind of shit and tweaking your carbs and the only thing I could do is flip the air cleaner upside down and leave a lot of damn smoke down Main yeah. Street. Yep. Because I straight piped that six too. Yep. You know, oh, one of the hacksaw stories. But in order to not get caught, I measured under the pickup and I bought these, I think it was six foot pieces of three and a half inch pipe. Mm-hmm. Three inch maybe. That's six two had little pipes. Maybe two and a half. Three at the biggest. So I went to the front of the muffler and I cut it off, right? And then I just took these straight pipes and I got these just random, you know, generic hangers. Yep. And hung them off the frame just under the pickup box. And then the first time I did it, I did not have the clamps tight enough. I went on a date with this girl and we're rolling down the road. And mind you, <clears throat> this pickup was a Silverado, right? Silverado. Yeah. So it had the blue carpet and the blue seat <laughs> nice. and all that. And I bought a crushed velvet. What year was this truck? 82. Was it a custom deluxe? No, it was a Silverado. Oh, Silverado. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, I had yeah, carpet, right. man. Was it a heavy half? No. I wish. That's the fucking coolest name for a truck. I know. Heavy half. Oh, dude, there's so many of them square bodies. Mm-hmm. Special editions and shit. Mm-hmm. So we're going down the road, and this is like, I'm a three, and she's like a 38. Not age, like ranking. Right. Like she's a ten times three, you know, like yeah. way right. out of my league. Driving this old beater, and the fucking or excuse me, the exhaust clamps uh-huh. let go. So we're straight pipe dumping at my feet. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Get a little rumble. That is high class living right there, man. Yeah. But anyway, long story short, so I got them pipes clamped back on there. Well, we we don't have an exhaust tube bender or anything like that, and I can't reach out for advice because I was never supposed to straight pipe that pickup. Don't do that. Mind you, the first time I do it, Dad pulls in the yard. I'm sitting in the pickup. What did I tell you? would be like, well, you're going to weld the mufflers back on, man? It's like too late now. I figured that part out. That's the one thing nice about diesels. You don't have to worry about back pressure. Right. No back in one of anything you need to worry about. But what I did is I shot those tailpipes right into the ass end of the pickup and fried all the wiring. Like for the lights and stuff? Yeah. It took like a year because like the next fall, a girl in my class hit my pickup backing out in the high school parking lot. So between all of that, I got it repainted. Yeah. That was like Happy happy senior, you know. All redone, right? Yep. Sexy, sexy. Got them wheels painted, you know, too. Oh, sure. Factory colors and whatnot. Yep. So get it all redone, and that's when we discovered, well, he's like, I took that bumper off and the tail light. They still worked. But the dude took the bumper off to like do the some of the body and paint, you know, and everything, and the damn harness just <laughs> fell to the ground. I was like, because you know, when those lights don't work, it's not a good time for them to not work. Yeah, nothing ever works. Quits working at like nine in the morning. It's always like yeah. eleven. That's exactly right. <laughs> nothing good happens after midnight. Oh shit. <laughs> 
lot of good things happen after midnight. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, nothing that's going to keep you out of trouble. No. Sure, no, mind you. But that's how you have a podcast with stories. That's right. And we'll get to some of those. So, Just kidding. We never will. But, but well, we, I'd love to tell those stories. <laughs> I got a lot of great stories that happen after midnight. Lots. <clears throat> um, so anyone that's listening to this podcast from Eldorado, Kansas, which I think there's no one that listens to this podcast from there, but going down Central, right, and you and right Central and Summit, and you go back one block, I think it's uh, one block east, that's High Street. So everybody, I mean, <clears throat> you go down that road and you take off flying down this road. And you Nobody's go, in a hurry. Always take High Street. Yeah. <laughs> you take, you go down flying down High Street and it was, for whatever reason, that, that particular intersection between High and whatever the cross streets were, there was a big... There was between a, High and Hungry? It could be. It could be. But there was a big dip in, like... Oh, like a, a storm drain? Almost. I mean, it, was, it was a weird deal. Was, like an but, eastern Colorado town. But it was, like, <laughs> the only place in the town that I had it. And it was one there, and then on the next next block down, another one. So I'd, I'd come off central and just hammer of course we're doing at you know two o'clock in the morning or whatever come screaming down the way and you hit that first dip and you know you know kind of oh my speed god coming. but i wouldn't i wouldn't let out of it at all i just keep right going and I hit the second one and i remember like hitting that hitting that first jump and i'm like looking up and then you don't see houses anymore you don't see trees anymore all you see is stars in the sky oh damn there's nothing else in your field of view and like yeah and you just go down and you Sparks flying, and everything, you know, going in. and nothing. You didn't break a thing. Not a thing. Well, I mean, I wore some stuff out. I didn't break anything though. But I wore you didn't some stuff like out. hit the oil. The oil pan didn't break or nothing. Yeah, there's a few of those. I got a story about that. <laughs> anyway, so we, we, now, in, now in, so in this truck I had. The thing about this truck that was that was very unique. It was a special edition '81 Chevy pickup. It had Ford Topaz bucket seats in it. <laughs> So it was, that was a, a weird option. It was a few. It was a really unique option. Ford Topaz. <laughs> so he had these. <laughs> so he had these Ford Topaz. The guy bought it from me. He had these Ford Topaz bucket seats in there because they, they were match. free. Yeah, they were matching. Okay. There, the reason he put them in there because they were free. He wanted bucket seats, and these were free. Right. So what he did was instead of going into the actual seat mounts, which are there for a reason. I don't know if you knew that or not. Right. They're actually there it's for part a of reason. the structure. Yeah, part of the structure. Yeah, I'll just drill a hole and put it in, whatever. <laughs> so I had this. Just through that little yeah, tin. Yeah, just a little thing. No, no big deal. And hit a seat belt and everything, but the seat belt was bullshit. It didn't work, you know, whatever. And in between the seats, you know, I had, there was a milk crate. Like a oh, console. Hell yes, no, no. man. It was a milk crate for someone to sit on while we were driving down the road, right? Oh. So, so. So, so. it was flat side up. Yeah, flat side. Uh, up, flat well, side you up. turn that upside down, you got a console, right? And that's that's some speakers behind the seat. That's some MX tens. Never could do that. I'm six six. And it was, uh, they were. I they was were, just bumping the, the lots of treble on the four by tens. Yeah, and it was <laughs> the back behind there. So anyway, get everything get everything going, and we got got everything squared away, and hitting these things. You know, I got the I got the, the you know the friend of mine on in the passenger seat you got the kid on the crate you got me we're jumping these things and i remember hitting that second one we come up we come back down and the kid on the crate hits his head on the ceiling you know and the other kids all over the place and i'm like bracing myself against the steering wheel so i, I mean i'm doing this for for 
I don't know how many. We just whenever I get a free minute, right? <laughs> just driving around, you know, and like it's a circuit. Like it, yeah, it's a thing. We got to get yeah. our points up. Hit it harder. Each time, each time got a little bit faster, a little bit faster. <laughs> and the thing about it was when you, when you the last one you jumped, the last jump you went to, the street that you stopped at the stop sign was a very busy street. Even at two o'clock in the morning, there's cars. <laughs> So you had to be like, as soon as you come up, and as soon as you feel like you're like you're hitting to the ground, Bam. you're on the brakes. Oh <laughs> shit! And you're sideways, you sliding the stop sign. <laughs> so you get you get this thing on, and then so I get my you know obviously my truck steering like shit, man. You know, a arms are bent, you know, right? Ball joints are bad, and drag links are out of anything. So my dad is looking at this thing, and he's like, "Have you been, have you?" Been, have you been jumping your truck? <laughs> and I go, what do you mean jump? On, what do you mean jump on my truck? I don't like on a ramp or something. He's like, he's like no. I mean, like he goes, look at this, the the, the cross member, cross you know, right. the frame is all like gouged. Like, I'm like oh shit, scrape marks. Oh, scrape, huge scrape marks. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, my wheels are my wheels are like in you know like this. And he's like, he goes, it, it almost looks like you've been. Taking your truck and somehow I've been like jumping over something. He had no idea what I've been doing. I, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, no, nah, man, I don't, I don't know. Why would I, how would I do that? I mean, did I take it to a ramp someplace? And he's like, he's like, stop jumping your truck. Okay. <laughs> stop it right now. So that was my, that was my first addition. That was my first introduction to front end mechanics, right? So, gotcha. New draglings, new ball joints. You know, getting the old, you know, uh, tuning fork out and popping the ball joints out. Getting the, uh, um, putting the A-frames in. I mean, old A-frames before you had what you have now. You know, with the CB shafts and all those kind of things. Getting all that stuff squared away, and uh, doing that. And <laughs> my dad's like, "We're, we're going to." This is my dad, and I love, I love him to death. He goes, "Here's what we're going to do." So, however your truck's set up right now on that, on those. Dragon links, you know, on the, on the on the ball joints and stuff like that. There's there's a like a big piece of all thread, you know, right. screwed in there. And he goes, "We're gonna count the threads, right? And those threads oh, are gonna us. those threads are gonna tell you when you screw these next ones back in. By God, this is this will be will be tight, will be right on, be dialed in. Don't have to worry about anything. Everything's gonna be squared away. So I'm like counting them over here. I'm like, well, what constitutes a thread? I mean, like this is like a half a. Th- I mean, what are we talking about? So I'm like, I'm like oh, I think it's. I think it's thirteen. He goes. He goes. Right, I'll get on. Like he goes. Yep, thirteen. That's the right number. We dial that thing in there, and like two weeks of doing this, my freaking front tires are like this side. You know, like this. The, right. The right side. The outside. Cords and move. So like, what, what happened? Like he, he goes. What happened to your tires? Like I don't know. I'm just been, been driving around. Take it in. You know, of course it's way out of balance. You know, out of whack. You know, we get it tuned back up and everything else. And and uh, he goes uh, again. Do not be jumping your truck. So, now, I didn't jump my truck anymore at all. I didn't do that anymore. What I did do was drive over road tracks. <laughs> so, when you, have a, when you have a two-wheel drive truck, you don't have the ground clearance to get over. Right. So, what you do is you hit that that kind of that kind of ramp thing. You kind of go, oh, blah, 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 to yep. get over it. And you ought to at least bottom out twice on the yeah, other side. So, I come up. You know, you kind of pop up, and bam. You know, you jump over the first one. And you just keep in it. You, know, you can't, can't get out of it. And, and you're riding on the frame of the truck, and you get across there. Because here's the thing. If you got on the other side of this railroad track, hell's a good place to party. Oh. Because nobody's right. going to find you. Because what's a cop going to drive his car across that? Right. Negative, right? See, the closest thing I have to that 
to kind of wrap up number two here, we're kind of we're kind of on a theme though. We're gonna throwback might be back from the dead, brother. <laughs> but uh, eighth grade year, I was a thrower in track. I hated track. I hated track with everything inside of me. We had a track meet. Mom and Dad both worked in town at that point, and I was sick that morning. So shocking, yeah. I, I, you had I, COVID before it was cool. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. I'm like, I feel like I ate a bat, and I can't taste anything, can't smell. So about about mom got home about three or so. So I think about ten thirty, eleven o'clock. I went out and got in my pickup. And I was an eighth grader, fourteen. I had a '67 GMC X Forestry Service pickup, nice. 305 V6, four-speed, four-wheel drive. Not one single other option known to man on the pickup. 455 rear end. No, like super high, like 342. Okay, so you were you weren't the tower of power, but you were the. I might take me forever, but I'm going to get to 100 miles an hour by Tuesday. Yeah, kinda, kinda. I know it was. I know for a fact. I don't remember off the top of my head. I know for a fact it was higher than three seventy three, but lower than three hundred eight, because I had several square bodies like that. Mm-hmm. It was a lugger, mm-hmm. so it might have been in the three seventy three four ten range. Actually, anyway, this beautiful mint green turd of mine. I went out and drove her. Okay. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go, maybe I'll go dig stickers. I'm like, that's what I'll do. I played hooky from track because track sucks, but I'm going to go dig stickers, thistles, out in the pasture. Okay. And dad will be like, well, okay, I guess, you know, because I did farm stuff, you know, and I did it well. Well, I didn't so much as dig a first sticker and fall guy starts popping into oh, my sure. head, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm the world's biggest colt. Oh my God, Colt Seaver fan! Colt Seaver, yeah, Colt right. Seaver yeah. fan on Earth, on Earth, not nearly as much as that gorgeous '83 GMC K25, K25. But um, so I'm out there in the pasture, and I'm like, "Ooh, a draw! Vroom, poof, sweet, another draw! Vroom, poof. Yeah, mind you, this thing has no power steering, right? Yep. So when you land, you just hope for the best. Because it's going where it wants. That's right, yeah. So I take one last big old, I'm like, I'll hit that. Like, it used to be a terrace and a field back in the 50s or 60s, and it was CRP. Back in the day. Back in the day. And I gave that old 305 some juice, and vroom, lost it. I hit a rut, veered to the left, and I'm like, okay, it stopped. I'm alive. Pickup's not wrecked. And I get out and look, and the right-hand wheel is at a at least a 45. Sure, yeah. At least. So I'm like, shit. Because, like, it's 1 o'clock. Mom's close to home. So I walk a mile and a half back to the house, and I get the 1135 and a chain, and I drive out there on the furthest, like, where Dad's never going to look at the field, right? Sure. Yeah. No tracks. No tracks well, at all. That's what you think. That's what you think anyway. Yeah. Right. No. This is the the story gets better. So I take that log chain, just a three eighths log chain, wrap it around the frame, and drape it in the bottom tugs of the quick hitch, pull the pickup home. 
like better than any tow truck ever could have, right? So I get to the yard and realize I can't turn very well. So I'm kind of like doing the back and forth seesaw, and I, I'm like, ah, shit, I'll park it up by the shed with that tire facing away from where anybody ever, ever looks, right? It's the old loader shed. Didn't, didn't touch the pickup for a couple months, and by that point, I had bitched about it a lot because no power steering, it's a stick, no radio, you know, all that. And Dad's like, well, tough shit. That's, that's your pickup. Enjoy. But I did have a beaded did seat cushion. Did you use Bluetooth on your, on your phone? Um, no, no, we only had like 3G out there, <laughs> and I could never get the Bluetooth to work. So we're standing there for like, two, it's this is two months later, Casey. I have forgotten about it. I am free and clear. When the day comes that I can drive to school, I'll go get in it, and I'll drive to town, and the wheel will fall off, and it won't be my fault, and we're good to go, right? We're standing there, and my uncle goes, what the hell did you do to your pickup? And my heart, like, fell out of my heel. It sank. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, that right front wheel's like out of 45. And I'm like, oh, my God, what happened to my pickup? So I go walking up there, and I'm like, man, did that happen when I was digging thistles last weekend? And Dad's like, I highly doubt it. (laughs) And I said, well, I don't know what it could have been. Saving grace. It was already cracked where it broke. Because up underneath on that axle, there was that orange gasket in a tube shit that they patched the hole with. So I took an ass chewing for a week, and then I laid under there, and I'm like, because I'm like, fine, I'll fix it. I'll have Dad teach me how to weld, and I'll fix it, even though it's cast. You know, what the hell? Little JB weld. JB weld, yeah, it's nice, yeah. So I'm laying under there, and I'm like, I had never felt so good in my life. I'm like, it's not my fault. It was already broke. This is great. So I showed Dad to this day. It's still my fault. Until listens to this podcast. <laughs> no, they know, they know this story. Oh, okay. But it's still my fault because it wasn't even leaking. Couldn't <laughs> have been too big of a crack. I'm like, it was a tube of orange shit. Yeah. Damn. All right. So that's, that's the... Uh, Children and vehicles. Good thing we both have sons driving. Yeah, so I'm excited about that because, yeah, good times. I just feel yeah. so damn bad for Ben Seymour having to walk home all the time because that Ford leaves him high and dry. He'll walk home because I make him walk home more than anything. Like, oh, just, just leave it parked where you're at. I'll have your mom come pick me up. You can Gas is home. over $4. Walk home. Yeah, you can it. either drive there and walk home yeah. or walk both ways. It's up to you. We've had that conversation several times already, so, yeah. So you guys probably have Uber in the city, don't you? More more of him walking and those kind of things are the shenanigans that he pulls. Well, I understand that. And that, that was just really a side note, yeah. which has nothing to do with the era. Uber, Uber back in the day said, Deschler Public Schools on the side. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only chance you were getting a ride anywhere. You know what we should do for Moving Iron, or Moving Iron, Throwback Iron Podcast number three? Talk about farm equipment? Or we should sports. get Brad Seymour on here and talk about the mud truck and mud racing hell yes i got it only if we get that famous quote so i'll talk to brad (laughs) being a pit crew on the old mud truck that was that was a good time square body square body yeah well 
What do you think, buddy? I feel like we've hit her. I feel like it's December 23rd and we ought to wrap her up. We should. We should. Okay, Casey. Appreciate you being on. If folks want to reach out to you, how do they do that on several platforms? Best way to do that, hit me up Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Moving Iron LLC. Also go to Moving Iron Podcast on LinkedIn. And you can also find us here on Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. And uh, you can do that. Do that from there. Aaron, what's the best way to find you? Well, I am pretty active on the Twitterverse at Aaron Fintel, A.A. Ron. Also by name on Facebook, LinkedIn, by email at Aaron.Fintel at movingironllc.com. Or you can call me, text me, 308 760 1193. Right on. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Throwback Iron Podcast. Dose. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Axon Tire is going to have more tips, tricks, and client advice throughout the year and in September at the Moving Iron Summit in Nashville. If you're looking to sign up for the event, please head over to movingironllc.com. We hope to see you there. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransitinc.com for all of your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. And no matter how you buy ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Moving higher in the 21st century.